The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. I think one of the things that's difficult, at least for me in my Christian faith, and perhaps in you, for you as well, is having a real awareness of God in my life. And I'm often reminded of this when I'm with someone, perhaps in the hospital or someone who's going through a difficult time. And as part of my prayer, I will often pray for a real awareness of God's presence for them as they go through this circumstance. I think that that's something that's been with not just us, but with those who have lived the Christian faith, those who were in the first century walking with Jesus, perhaps even wondered about the presence of God, how that could be known and really experienced in a very personal way. The other thing that I think we struggle with somewhat is this idea of the divine and the human nature of Jesus. Well, it's not a common thing for for one aspect of it, which makes it difficult, certainly. But we see in the Gospels the, the very central idea that God became one with us, put on flesh and blood, lived as we live and experienced life as we experience life. But then we also have glimpses of Jesus as the anointed one, as the Messiah, as someone who was different from you and me. And we see that at the wedding in Cana. We see it as Jesus goes to his hometown in Nazareth and he sits and uh, after reading the uh, from the Isaiah scroll declares that this has come to pass in their hearing. And we also see it as he goes and calls uh, Peter and James and John. And the interesting thing about those appearances of Jesus as the anointed one, as the Messiah, is that it happens in ordinary times. It happens in the life of people as they celebrate at a wedding, as they are working with their nets, and even as they worship. That's where he seems to reveal himself as the anointed one, the Messiah. 
it seems to me that we're always reaching for an opportunity to see God, perhaps even really see God. And as we look through Scripture, we recognize that there are some punctuations in Scripture that are mountaintop experiences, and they happen over and over. Certainly, Zion, the city of God, where the Holy of Holies was, was one of those punctuation marks. Mount Sinai, uh, where Moses received the law and was in the presence of God, was one of those punctuation marks. And certainly on Mount Carmel, when Elijah forced this showdown between the God of Israel and Baal, that was a punctuation mark. And now in Luke, we see in today's gospel another one of those punctuation marks. And again, it's on a mountain. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and they went up on the mountain to pray. It was still in the evening, and they were praying together, and it appears the disciples were getting tired. And then uh, they see that there are two people with Jesus. Uh, Elijah is there and Moses is there. And in that statement, it seems to be saying that all of Jesus' life and ministry is based on the tradition of Israel, the law and the prophets. And then something happens that is uh, startling to all of them. Jesus' appearance changes. A cloud surrounds all of them. And then, as you know, the cloud disappears, the men are gone, and Jesus is standing there. It was an experience that brought those disciples almost too close to the presence of God. It was almost too much for them. But the thing that was most startling of all was that as that cloud was around all of them, out of that cloud came these words, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Perhaps a better uh, translation of that would be to keep on listening to him. Something that goes on. Keep on listening to him. Someone has pointed out that uh, the Hebrew scriptures gave us ten commandments from God. The New Testament has given us one commandment that's new from God. And it was simply listen. We all know that it's not easy to listen. In fact, there are workshops to help us become better listeners. I uh, heard something this past week as people were talking about teachers, what are, who are effective teachers. And one of the things that was expressed was that it's a person who can listen, who can really hear what a child is saying. There were people in the Christian tradition who have come down to us in their writings uh, who were good listeners. And we call them mystics. John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, uh, Julian of Norwich, and in our own day, Henry Nouwen and Thomas Merton. And there are many more. There are even some among us who are good listeners to God. When I was in South Dakota, I, was, uh, I spent a couple of years working with my spiritual director, who also taught spiritual direction and completed a course in spiritual direction. It was all based around a study of the mystics. And one of the things that would come up over and over was what made them different? Why was it that they seemed to be so connected to God? And again and again, there was one thing that stood out. They were attentive. They listened. They paid attention. 
I think that as we struggle with this whole idea of how we might be closer to God, how we might be more aware of God's presence, it may be in that simple command to keep on listening. I have often heard, and you probably have too, uh, a person tell a story about when they felt really close to God. And they sometimes refer to that as a mountaintop experience. Perhaps it was a time on retreat. Many times it's coming through a life crisis of some sort. But I've often wondered as I've heard the story, perhaps more than once, but where was God in your life last week or today? And I think that that is the question for us. How has God been active in my life this past week? How is God active in my life today in this very moment? Well, as you know, this is the last of Epiphany. And Ash Wednesday is upon us and Lent with it. And it offers, I believe, a wonderful opportunity for us to sharpen our listening skills. To really uh, enter into a different relationship, perhaps, with God that's based on simply, simply listening and being attentive. You might, if you are so inclined, uh, keep a journal or maybe uh, something on your, on your calendar to note those times during the day where you had an awareness of God active in your life. You know, uh, it's become common parlance for people to say, I don't believe in coincidences. Well, I don't think I believe in coincidences either. I think that many of those things we consider to be coincidences are God acting in our life. So I would encourage you to open yourself to that possibility. Listen to what God might be doing and saying. And another way of doing it, I think, that can be very effective is at the end of the day. To simply enter into prayer, and as you examine the day that has passed, think of those moments. Allow God to enter into those moments where God was truly present. I think that we have a wonderful opportunity if we open ourselves to it. It's not unique to the mystics. It's available to every one of us to realize that God is present in the mundane moments of our lives. In those moments when we celebrate, the moments when we're at work, in the drudgery of the day, and in worship, God can be present with us. May God bless us with a willingness to obey God's command, to keep on listening. Amen. Amen.